Good evening, everybody. How are you all? <coughs> Excuse me. Good. So we're here this evening. Pastor John will be here shortly. Um, and uh, we are going to start off with prayer tonight. Prayer. And I'll tell you um, what our prayer is, is <coughs> going to be for. It's going to be for your own heart and your own life. Your own heart and your own life. Your own worldview that God is wanting to, um, to uh, help you with. Your worldview that you've grown up about finances. And you definitely do have an, a worldview that's been greatly influenced and impacted by the world system, the financial system of this world, the financial institutions of this world that have their own philosophies, they have their own ideologies, they have their own opinions. Um, and I'm reminded of that scripture that Pastor John brought, I think it was from the Passion Translation, do not suppose that your opinions are revelations. Do not suppose that your opinions, because you feel so strongly about them, you think they're revelation. And why don't you get it, you know? And uh, uh, that's, that's a, a, a very big thing because in the world institution, you are raised to, to be opinionated and have your own, you have your own right. I have the right. I have the right to think this way. I have the right to feel this way. And so that's also very much the worldview. And so you and I have to be completely honest with God that we have been institutionalized. Like the Lord showed me, he said to me, it's a mental institution that you've been in. <coughs> Satan has put you in a mental institution because he blinds the minds. It's a mental institution. The world system is set up and all its institutions are set up to keep you in its grip and to hold your whole life hostage to what it says must be and um, so this is very big to God it's big to God this weekend that you permit him and allow him to come and change you from the inside out yeah that's important that's what he's desiring to do this weekend I know that for me, on this weekend, I am going to experience tremendous change, fundamental shift in my thinking. I know that I am, because I've prepared my heart. I've prepared my heart with prayer, with desire. I've come to the Lord because um, uh, uh, I'm, I'm understanding how vital it is for us to come out of Babylon, because Babylon is fallen. And because we've been in this mental institutions for so long, all these mental institutions that have taught us their ways and their philosophies, their way of thinking, their way of doing things, uh, you, you, what happens is, is, is you go into this mental institution, because every institution in the world is a mental institution. So you go into the mental institution and it brainwashes you with its ideologies and its philosophies, and you go actually into a, uh, you become like a dead man walking. 
because all its philosophies and ideologies are death to you. Everything that is not of God's way and God's thinking and God's ways is death, all of it. And the Lord showed me that the number one biggest thing and hindrance to his people, especially in heritage of faith, because these messages are coming to us, to, to, to not change is pride. He showed me the number one resistance is pride. This has worked for my mother. This has worked for my father. This has worked for my Oma. This has worked for my Opa. This worked for me in my life. And now you're telling me that my children, I mustn't put them in the institution? Well, that's what the Lord said to me. Pride is going to be the biggest thing that's going to prevent his people from actually getting deinstitutionalized, to come out of the mental institution and to come into the kingdom of God and to come into his ways of thinking. And that's why he says in the book of Isaiah, forsake your thoughts. And forsake your ways. But my ways have been working for me. I've been walking this way on earth, and look, it's worked for me. I've been doing things this way. We have conversations this way, and look, look how we, look how we prosper. Look how it works for us. So that is the big thing, is the pride factor in you that says it's working for me. I'm sticking to it. I don't need such a big change. I do not need a heart-wrenching experience with the Word of God and the Spirit of God at this time. I will rest His words. I will receive these messages through my worldview filters. I will not admit or acknowledge on any level that I may have been wrong my whole life long. I will not on any level admit that my whole life long I've been wrong. That I've been in the institution, that I think like the institution, that I walk in the ways of the institution. Well, God doesn't want you to think for yourself. If God says to you in his word, forsake your thoughts, what does he mean? You mean stop thinking the way you're thinking. Don't think for yourself. Meditate on my word day and night so that you can have a complete transformation. So this is why we're going to pray in the Holy Ghost tonight because the greatest resistance, the Lord said, to these messages that come at this time, he said, because you've been in a mental institution for so long, he is applying shock therapy because Jesus himself said to his disciples, do these words shock you? Do these words offend you? And God says, I have got a shock tactic of my word that I'm bringing to the heritage of faith people at this time to shock them out of their comatose state of having been in the mental institution and on that medication for so long. I've got this shock therapy and it's the shock of my word. It's the shock of my word because it's a shock for life like these defibrillators or whatever they are, come alive. You're dead in this world. You're dead in your way of thinking. You're dead in the ways you are walking. You're walking in death ways. You're thinking death thoughts. You're speaking death words. You're using your faith for death things. You're using your faith to have your own way, to make your own plans. 
And you speak the word for your own plans and your own ways and your own, what you want out of life. God is saying that's the way of Babylon. That's where you get the mix of the spiritual. And you, you mix it. You mix it. And that's what they did in the days of Elijah. That's why Elijah had to come, because God's people were serving Baal and God. And Elijah came and said, with a, it was a shock to the people of the day, who choose you this day whom you will serve. And that's exactly what God is saying today. Choose who you will serve. Are you going to serve Baal? Because Baal was the God of prosperity. It was the world's way then of serving money and mammon. And God was saying, I'm going to show you. And in this congregation, he's doing it through the power of his word. Because there are people already in this congregation who are so, they're obsessed with coming out of Babylon. They are, they are maybe that's the wrong word, but this is part of God's shock therapy tonight. He's saying, and he's grabbing hearts. He's grabbing hearts of the young ones. He's grabbing hearts of the mature ones. He's grabbing the hearts, and they are desperate to come out of Babylon, even though, and they are, they are honest before God and saying to God, I've been wrong my whole life long. Now I change. Now I change. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we are praying tonight because this is what Jude, um, in the book of Jude, it says, you, um, it says, it speaks about people that are void of spiritual life. They are void of spiritual life. That's the interesting thing, that you can think you are spiritual because you're using your faith for your own stuff. Jesus spoke to Kenneth Hagin about that and said, they're asking me, they're making their own plans and asking me to bless it. If they would only find my plan. But I'm not prepared to pay the price to get that close to God that I'm hearing his voice that I can be that sure. So I'm going the way of the world. So I can, I can feel safe. I have my safety in that I'm not prepared to get that close to God that I'm hearing his voice that I actually am really going to come out of Babylon because I've been in control so long. Anyway, so that's what we're going to pray now. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm going to read this scripture to you, and then we're going to stand, and we're going to pray for ourselves tonight. I am getting deinstitutionalized tonight. I mean, even as I was preparing, God is just saying, look there, look there, Sharon, look, 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 look. Yes, Lord, I've been wrong all my life about that. I have been impacted, influenced, and impregnated by the world system. So, Pastor John, I was just sharing with them earlier on that the Lord said to me that we've been institutionalized and that we've been placed by Satan in the world system into a mental institution because he blinds the minds of men and women. And so in this, in this time, he's using his shock therapy like he used with, with, with uh, Jacob. He used, when he was wrestling with Jacob, you see, Jacob wanted out of Babylon. Yeah. He was desperate to come out of Babylon. Yeah. 
There's many of you Jacobs here. You are holding on to God and you're saying, Babylon comes out of me now, Lord. All of it, Lord. I'll not have Babylon in me. I'll have not a trace, not a trickle, not a residue of Babylon. And that's what's going to happen to me and you this weekend. We're going to find ourselves so... We're going to come off the, the meds that they put you on when you they put you in a mental institution. We're going to come off all that medication. Don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry. It'll work for you. It'll work for you the, the, the world system's way. And so God is saying, no, no, no. Jesus is saying to his church, come out of Babylon. Come out. And you only come out because you let him take it out of you because you want it out. You want it out. You want it out. So, a glory to God. I'm just going to read this. In the Amplified Bible, it says here, it is these, okay, verse 18. They told you beforehand the, the predictions. Uh, let's go to 17. But you must remember, whoo, yish. All right. Verse 16. These. He's speaking about a specific type of people. It's condition. These are inveterate grumblers who complain, going after their own desires, controlled by their passions. Their talk is boastful and arrogant. They lay claim to admire men's persons and, and pay people flattering compliments to get advantage. But you must remember, beloved, beloved, you must remember, beloved, the predictions which were made by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They told you beforehand that in the last days, in the end time, there will be scoffers. We're talking about God's people here now. There'll be scoffers. They're scoffing. There will be scoffers who seek to gratify their own unholy desires, following after their own ungodly passions. That's just, I'm wanting my own way. I'm going my own way, right? And it says here, it is these who are setting up distinctions and causing divisions, merely sensual creatures, worldly-minded people. Worldly-minded people. You do not know how worldly-minded you are until you press into God like Jacob to say, I'll not let you go until Babylon comes out. I'll not let you go. Shock of realization, it says in the Amplified Bible, when God says, what is your name? Who are you really, Jacob? Who are you really? Who are you in your thinking life? Who are you in your heart life? Who are you in your talking life, in your intimacy life with me? Who are you? And it says in the Amplified Bible, he had a shock of realization. And so that's the shock of realization that's available to you and me today as new creatures. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So grateful. So grateful, Lord. And it says here, devoid of the Holy Spirit, worldly-minded people, devoid of the Holy Spirit, and destitute of any higher spiritual life. But you, beloved, build yourselves up on your most holy faith. Make progress. Let's make spiritual progress. Make spiritual progress. The worldview, seated with Christ in heavenly places, starting to think like him, thinking like God, to think like God, to think like God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. To have his whole worldview from the inside out, coming out of your mouth, coming out of your heart to have his mind. Hallelujah. But you, beloved, build yourselves up. Founded on your most holy faith. Make progress. Make spiritual progress. Rise like an edifice, higher and higher. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Let's stand right now. Hallelujah. Let's stand right now. We are praying in the Holy Spirit so that we are not found devoid Devoid of spirit life this weekend. Glory to God. That we find ourselves in a spiritual condition and a spiritual position before God to receive everything he's got for us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Father, this is us. This is us making progress. Rising like an edifice higher and higher. Spiritual. Spiritually, Father. Praying in the Holy Spirit. For ourselves. That everything gets taken out of us this weekend. That we have such a turning point, such a turnaround, that it's fundamental, Lord. It's a fundamental change, Lord. It's not a fractured dealing of God. We allow him to change us a little bit here and a little bit there. It's a fundamental shift that we come for this weekend, Lord. Because why? Because we hunger and we press for it, Father. And we'll not allow doubt. We'll not allow allow despair. We'll not allow remorse will not allow regret to enter in at all in this because now, Father, we change. Now we change, Father. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to you, God. Glory to you, God. I pray for myself now, Father, for my big change this weekend. I speak to you, Father. Subre kesinana. Ibra. Ibraso. Ibraso meke rebete kasadure prebesira karaduse. Nimanamaku de grasto di dasu. Ikalakote fre emene shemene sikato revese pragato pekete remene. My spirit speaks to you tonight for this weekend and my shift and my change. Lebrebe beserato totoroboke mekera. Oh, shekeske de vele parabroske de vana. My spirit prays for the lodgings of the spirit in our hearts, Father. Ruska rabatro brete perema. My spirit prays and prays for the light. The light to penetrate my heart. That my thinking will be forever changed about mammon, about the kingdom's way of the, 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 the world's way. That I'll be able to look back on this weekend and say, it all changed for me then. Ha <laughs> ha. Oshama, 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 Yesa, Yesa, Yosha, Yesena, Yesena, Katoke, Teke, Rene, Menekida, Bore, Breve, Serebete, Yasha, Doke, Reste, the eyes of my heart flooded with light this whole weekend long, Father. Neperekes, Kedebila, Katakarode, Bereve, Sika, Ramonde, Namana, Kode, Breve, Shedeperebese, Labara, Katoke, that as a young person, I can start right. I can start. Right, Haladrube Nemenekere Sedere Kete Kilaka in a Manaka Rosedere Brisa Note Peresevre Kita Latapakaro, La Brava Koshoste. There is an older person I can shift and change and put pride in away. 
Reske de Baracute Rebeske de Berekara no, that I can come like a little child to you this weekend. Le presen in Macaros and in Mekerete Keseleterisa no, Rosta Bravadore Prebesene Kenenereni, Oshuro, Naramone, expecting the sharp two edged sword of your word to go to work in my heart. Le kere casa rote peresapra none. Ay, la roskerepi, ay skerepi, eskerepi, amanomos que te perepeske. May your word be sharp, Father, to divide in me between soul and spirit, Lord. Shekerevista da barakote rebeke sheste. La manakote preve de beske. May the light of your word be so bright. Le crece de beke de beske. Dazzle me this weekend with your light, Lord. Meshke menaka rote pese ne mekerisa namanda. Blind me with your light this weekend like you did with Paul, so that I cry out to you and say, what must I do, Lord? Oh, blind me with the light of your word, Father, the light of your presence. I hold on to you. All weekend long, Lord. Shebresha will not let you go until you change me completely, Father. Sekere pakashone mene after prana. After prana pote pese fetelita kore prana pa. Inakata proste dere pranaka. Ole kita moste de beke rabatore bere sitako. Ekele badika rabada karode. Yabasto teroba shanda teroba. Oh, ya mama kopem for me, for me, Lord. Lebere kiska da barasore pere pakarone mene mene sika rode. Shakara soste de dere, I come for transformation by revelation, Father. Le creske de visha na makarode perebeske. I'm expecting to have heart-wrenching experiences with you, Lord. Sebreste de beke rebeske de brisa na kote peteke rebeske. In advance, I say, Father, forgive me for all of the influences of Babylon in my thinking. Forgive me, Father, I'm ready to receive your revelation. Rosa makata pote perekashani. Oh, yeah, America, America, Macaparana, America, Matosepto, Yano Cotolono, Morocoro Boschke. I come out from the world and I'll be separate, Father, so that you can be my father and I can be your son. Lebres and Emeka, and we can be your people, Lord. Lere Sasta Docre Menekera, Lasta Sacra Dure Meres Erectica, Ole Prishapto Press and Emekera. My spirit speaks to you, Father, for these things. I call out to you for these things, Father. Rostrevete pere pakishka, la mana croste de verekadika, loreshkuta, loreshkuta prabasala kotokenene menesi, la nanok te preshene mere. Accelerate this maturity, spiritual development in me. Sukuruku, shesenema, shesenema. In Jesus' name. Do you agree with the things that I declared for us all? Hallelujah. And we all say, Amen. You may be seated. The presence of God is very, he's very present, and um, his presence is, is here to speak to our hearts. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, the fi finance and fasting weekend. So I'm going to put some scriptures up. Thank you so much, Leanne. I didn't mean to get it to you, but thank you. You're so sharp there. Thank you, girl. I pray the Lord bless you tonight. Your ears hear everything. Your eyes see everything. All, that, all these scriptures that come up speak to you. 
right, I want to go to Romans 15, verse 4, from the King James, please. Let scripture speak to your heart tonight. Let him write on the tablets of your heart, and in your mind, let him inscribe his words in you. Just be aware of when you are weighing up the words in the light of your worldly way of thinking. Be aware inside of yourself how you are working with the word that's coming from an institutional point of view. And you're fitting the word in where you want to. Be aware of it. You can be. You can be like a little child tonight. Matthew 18, 18. Trusting the Lord. So, here it is. I want to just you to, you are to see these scriptures so that you don't fall into the trap of saying, but that's an Old Testament scripture. But that's an Old Testament scripture because that is an excuse that Christians use. It's part of them filtering the word of God through their, their worldview. It's part of how they work. No, that's Old Testament. That's Old Testament. I want to settle this matter tonight with you. Because Pastor John's going to be going to Old Testament. I'm going to be going to Old Testament. We're going to be going to New Testament. But God wrote us the Old Testament as an example for us of what happened to other people, as an encouragement to us, as comfort for us. God wrote the scriptures, all the scriptures, all scripture, it says in the Bible, is God-breathed. And profitable for instruction and correction and training in righteousness and obedience. Hallelujah. So here it is. Whatsoever things were written aforetime. Old Testament. Whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning. Written for our learning. That we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Isn't that beautiful? So what was written in the Old Testament? What was written a time even in the New Testament? We're written for my learning. Say, say what was written in the Old Testament? Was written for my learning. That I, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. See, hope is a powerful word. Hope means I expectation. Look at the Amplified Bible, the same verse. For whatever was thus written in former days was written for our instruction, that by our steadfast, patient endurance and the encouragement drawn from the scriptures we might hold fast to and cherish hope. Let's look at the Message Bible. Even if it was written in scripture long ago, Message Bible, even if it was written in scripture long ago, you can be sure it's written for us. You can be sure the Old Testament is written for you. The only thing that's shifted between the Old and the New Testament is that now in the New Testament, there's a new creature with a new nature, with a new heart. That's the difference. Because in the Old Testament, they couldn't obey the commandments of God, which are good. You can go and read that in the New Testament. It says that the law was good. The law is good. And God had to have those rituals and things then because Jesus had not yet come to die. 
But he's the same God. He's the same God of the Old Testament that he is in the New Testament, that he is still today with us. He's the same God. I mean, thou shalt not kill. Thank you, Jesus. You shall not have any other gods before me. Thank you, Jesus. You shall not commit adultery. Thank you, Jesus. You shall not kill. You know, all those commandments, they're good. They're good. Thank you, God, that you put that in, that we shall not kill. We shall not steal. We shall not have any other gods before us. That was the first commandment. We shall not have Babylon in us. We shall not have the gods of this world system in us. We will not bow down and worship them and serve them. Hallelujah. So the Message Bible says, even if it was written in Scripture long ago, you can be sure it's written for us. God wants the combination of his steady, constant calling and warm personal counsel in Scripture. Oh, let's receive the warm, the warm counsel of the Holy Spirit in our hearts tonight. The warm personal, so personal. Let us receive the warm personal counsel in Scripture to come to characterize me, keeping me alert for what he will do next. Because we, church, are on a journey with him. God's had us on a journey with him for a long time. But 2010, he said, this is the time of God. This is the time of God, church. The things in the world are busy shifting. They're cracking. They're falling. They're failing. And this is the time where the church is going to rise up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so, um, and then we've been on the journey the very next year. We, I heard Jesus, we heard Jesus say, your exodus has begun. In other words, you're coming out of Egypt. That was 2011. You're coming out of the world system, he's, he said. You're departing from hostile, unfavorable circumstances. But I'm doing good in the world. He says you're coming out. And you will obey the voice of the Lord your God. Because it's because he loves you, he wants you out. Father knows best. So, in 2020, he said, I will open a new door. And I will cause my faithful ones to experience supernatural increase as never before. This is how he gave it to me, to bring it. He wanted me to bring this prophetic word to you tonight. Because it's still very current. When prophecy goes out, it goes on and on and on and on. You remember, in 2019, he brought manifestations, um, demonstrations of my spirit. And then he said, and beyond. And beyond this year. Beyond. Right. I will open a new door. And I will cause my faithful ones to experience supernatural increase as never before. So this is what supernatural means. Because the title of my message tonight would be Supernatural Increase. He really wants you, say, with, say this with me, supernatural increase. supernatural increase. Say it again with me like this, supernatural increase. Supernatural increase. Say that again. Supernatural increase. Increase. Not my chase, but super 
natural increase. He brought this to me, to my heart, with so much love for you. So much love. He wants you to not let go of, your, of this thinking of supernatural increase. Say that with me again. Supernatural, supernatural. increase. Supernatural. Right. This is what supernatural means. Right? Are you listening? Are you attentive tonight, people? Okay. This is what supernatural means. Being beyond and exceeding the powers or laws of nature. Relating to the miraculous. The Lord said this to me. He said to me, Sharon, all of my kingdom provision is only supernatural. It comes from the reign of the heavens. My faithful ones, my faithful ones who come to give theirs, their first, who come to give to me, the increase is only supernatural. Right? So, this is what supernatural also means. It means relating to God. So my increase is going to be God-related. A supernatural event is one which is not produced according to the ordinary and established laws of natural things. I did a, a, an in-depth study of this at that time when this word came out, right? So I'm giving you beautiful words here tonight. Let the words be inscribed on your heart. Say this with me again. Supernatural increase. Let's say it again. Supernatural increase comes from you. Hallelujah. A supernatural event is one which is not produced according to the ordinary established laws of natural things. And then the Lord gave me that example in 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 1 to 7. I won't go there. But you can go and read it, Second Kings. It's about the, the, the prophets with Elijah. And they, the one guy was chopping with an axe. And his axe head flew off and fell into the water. And it was a borrowed axe. A borrowed axe. And he said, you know, Elijah, what can I do? The axe head was borrowed. And I think he put, what did he put into the water? A stick. He put a stick into the water and the axe head floated up. If you don't stop the chase, you'll never experience his supernatural. You'll never know what it could have been like. Because you did not step over into the realm of the supernatural and the realm of faith and say, yes, Lord, supernatural increase for me. Even he's leading and guiding you how to be in business and where to go and what everything is supernatural. It's your supernatural spiritual experience you're having with the Holy Spirit. Supernatural, right? So here it says No human can alter a law of nature. The floating of iron on water, therefore, must be caused by divine power 
specially exerted to, to suspend, in this instance, a law of nature. Defied the law of nature completely. Divine power, this is what supernatural means, divine power specially exerted to suspend a law of nature. Supernatural, hence supernatural events or miracles can be produced only by the immediate agency of divine power. That it can only be God. And that you can know in your heart this could only be God. This is how God has designed us to live every day, all of our days on this earth. Supernatural means not existing in nature or subject to explanation according to natural laws. Supernatural means not material or physical, not visible or measurable, departing from what is usual or normal, Supernatural means transcendent, not natural, above nature, not of the usual, extraordinary. The word origin of this word supernatural comes from the Latin supernaturalis, from super, which is above, and natura, that which we are born with. And then the definition of increase is a quantity that is added. A quantity that is added, gain, addition, a change resulting in an increase. A process, a process of becoming more, growth, increment, the amount by which something increases, the act of increasing something, becoming bigger, greater, in amount, extent, quantity, intensity, degree, becoming bigger in scope, to make more, greater in level, to rise, and development, greater in development, reproducing, multiplying. Anything you can add on can increase. So, The French president, as Pastor John shared with us in his message, has declared, days of abundance are over. And you know why he had to declare that? Because Babylon has already fallen. Pastor John's going to get into some marvelous things with you. Babylon has already fallen. This world system is passing away and failing, fading out fast. The world system has brought judgment upon themselves. The same way as Sodom and Gomorrah brought judgment on themselves, the same as the way the people in the days of Noah brought judgment on themselves. Do you think God is not watching and knows what's going on in the earth? That's why he said you will exactly reap what you sow. And those that are devoid of spiritual life, who do not honor God, who do not revere him, who do not fear him, will experience the onslaught of the devil who is at work in the world system, who is going after every person on this planet. He's going after every person on this planet.
But we have come to Mount Zion. We have come unto the city of the living God and to the heavenly Jerusalem. We have come to an innumerable company of angels. We are come unto God, the judge of all. We are come to the church, to the assembly, to the church whose names are written in heaven. We are come. We are come unto Mount Zion. Glory to God. We will really come there. We're already there, it says in the book of Hebrews. We'll come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. It's a covenant of supernatural increase, supernatural healing power available through our covenant. It's a supernatural covenant available to bind up my broken heart, to restore everything, to capture me completely, the covenant of God that he made by the blood of Jesus. He's faithful to his covenant and to his promises. It's all supernatural. Hallelujah. Yeah. And we've come to the spirits of the righteous being made perfect. I've come to it now. I've come to the spirits of just men made perfect. I'm amongst those whose spirits are being made perfect, whose spirits are maturing and developing, who are becoming sons of God. It's not talking about people that are perfect in heaven now. I've come to an actual spiritual edifice when I've come unto Mount Zion and the city of the living God and the heavenly Jerusalem and the general assembly and church of the firstborn which are written in heaven, to God the judge of all, and to Jesus the mediator of a new covenant, and the, and the host of heaven, all the angelic hosts, and all the spirits of just being, being made perfect. <coughs> Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, so the French president is saying to his people, Days of abundance are over. That's his worldview. For us, days of abundance, this is how he gave it to me. Listen to his words. For us, days of abundance is all that there is. For us, days of abundance is all that there is. God says, you seated with me in heavenly places? I'm going I'm to speak to you. I'm going to give you my worldview. On provision, on my ways, on not the world's ways of the economic institutions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you me. I'm gonna show you me. And how's he doing it? He's showing you him right now through these words. Because it's all I am is a vessel. It's all I am is a vessel to bring this word to you that he said, speak these words to them, Sharon. Abundance for us is all that there is. That's our prospect. That's my prospect. And then he said here, this is the, the Lord's only worldview. Sharon, I'm going to say heritage of faith people, beloveds, supernatural increase always. 
Say this, supernatural increase always. All of my days. Throughout the entire course of my life. He wants you to know from his heart to your heart tonight. That's your prospect. That's all he has for you is abundance always. He's made provision for you because you're his child. It's supernatural increase. But it's going to mean that you make the choice. I'm coming into the realm of the supernatural. I'm not going to think the way the world thinks and speak the way they think, speak anymore. I'm, I'm coming into the supernatural. I'm coming to, I'm coming to hold you, Lord. I'm not. I'm like Jacob. I'm not going to let go of you, Lord, until I've had a complete change of heart, change of mind, and change of lifestyle. So he said this to me: supernatural increase. Please tell them. When they are close to me and loving me all of their days, throughout in the entire course of their lives, they can walk with me supernaturally like this. Now we're going to have a look at it in Scripture. Deuteronomy 11, please. From the Amplified Bible. Deuteronomy 11 from verse 8 to verse 15. You want Scripture to speak to you now? Therefore, this is his love speaking. He's speaking to his people here that he's taken out of Egypt. He's taken them out of the institutions. He's taken them out of all of the mental sickness that they, were, that they had from the world. Remember, I told you, the Lord said to me, institutions, they are mental institutions. The devil holds you bondage in its way of thinking to keep you captive and captivated by its ways of thinking, its ways of speaking, its ways of doing throughout the entire course of your life. God's intervening on this weekend. He's bringing intervention right now by revelation because of his great love. His great love. Hallelujah. So he says, therefore, God speaking, you shall keep all the commandments which I command you today that you may be strong and go in and possess the land which you go across to possess, that you may live long in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them and to their descendants. This is the old covenant now. A land flowing with milk and honey. For the land which you go in to possess, please see the supernatural provision here. You're going to take these messages you are going to underline the scriptures. You're going to put them in your mouth. You're going to put them in your heart. For the land which you go in to possess is not like the land of Egypt. It's not like the land of the financial institutions of this world. From which you came out. Where did they come out of? Egypt. It's a way of doing things. Where you sowed your seed, watered it with your foot laboriously as in a garden of vegetables. But the land which you entered to possess, supernatural, say with me, supernatural increase. supernatural increase. The land which you entered to possess 
is a land of hills and valleys which drinks water of the rain of the heavens. Is that supernatural or what? Really, Lord? I'm going into a land that's going to receive water, rain of the heavens? That what I'm going to put my hands to is going to prosper like that? That's right. But the land which you enter to possess, verse 11, is a land of hills and valleys which drinks water of the rain of the heavens. And here we go. Here's his love talking. A land for which the Lord your God cares. The eyes of the Lord your God are always upon it. And this is how he gave it to me. From the beginning of the year to the end of the year. So he said, I want you to show my people the way I'm popping this revelation knowledge into you. That I care for each one of my people from the beginning of a year to the end of a year. For them, I've provided for them to experience supernatural provision, supernatural increase from the beginning of the year because I care to the end of the year because I care. I care. From the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And if you will diligently heed my commandments, which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God. See how God wears his heart on his sleeve. He says, love me, love me, love me. If the Lord leads, I'm going to be going there again. It just depends on how the Lord's going to lead, Pastor John. But the whole book of Deuteronomy is the Lord saying, love me, love me, love me. I love you. I love you. Love me. I love you. And then Jesus says, if you love me, you'll obey my words. If you love me, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So yes, this is an Old Testament scripture, but Jesus quotes it in the New Testament. Why? So that we can draw comfort from the scriptures and have hope and have a strong expectation from the word of God. It says, if you love your, and, and to love the Lord your God and serve him with all your mind. That's why the mental institution's not going to cut it anymore. We've already been enlightened too much. We already have our, had our eyes opened to the fact that we've been duped by the institutions. It's, I'm too far gone for anybody to, 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 to persuade me any other way. And so are many of you. You're not going to have the wool pulled over your eyes anymore. All right? And so it says here, serve him with all your mind. That's what the Lord said to me. You want to love the Lord your God with all your mind? Then you fix your mind on heavenly realities. You yearn for the things that are above. You fix your mind on, on the rich eternal treasures that are above where Christ is seated in the place of all honor and power and authority. His resurrection is my resurrection. My crucifixion with Christ has tied, has, has cut every tie of mine to this world system. I cut the ties of my mind that think the way the world. You're bringing revelation light to me. Glory to God. So here we go. 
if you will love me with your entire heart, mind and heart, how do I love him with my heart? I let him write on the tablets of my heart. That's how I love him from my heart. With your entire being, I will give the rain for your land. I will give the rain for your land in its season from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. I will give the rain from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Rain for your land. This is supernatural. It's his supernatural power. It's his supernatural ability where he himself will answer you through the ministry of angels who hearken unto the words of God that come, of faith that come out of your mouth. They are ministering spirits, the angels sent to minister for those who are to inherit salvation, for those who are expectant of the salvation that we see in his word tonight here, of supernatural provision and increase. Hallelujah. And so it says here that you may gather your grain, your new wine, your oil. That's all our current day things that he knows. I will give grass in your fields that you may eat and be full. And then he said this to me about these scriptures. This is you and me, Sharon. This is you and him. All of this that I've read, all the scriptures, you and him. It's you and him. It's not for someone else. It's for you and him to know. This is you and me. You shall love me, obey me, walk in my ways, fear me, serve me all of your days. Then you don't ever have to worry about a thing. One day, today, tomorrow's yet to come, seed to sow, harvests to reap. Faith and patience to have. In a day, he wants me to show you about in a day. That your days are numbered by God, but not from just from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, but in a day. And then tomorrow, today and tonight and tomorrow, in a day. He's a God who cares for us from the beginning of the year to the end of the year and every day of the year. His eyes are upon our land from the beginning Upon our lives going forward with provision. Matthew 6, 33 and 34. Amplified Bible. He wants to show you about what he thinks about a day. Matthew 6, 33, Amplified. But seek. But seek. Seek, aim at. Isn't that so personal and precious? Seek, aim, strive after. First of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. So do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow. Do not, do not, Jesus says. For tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Tomorrow will have opportunities for you to be victories, to have victories. You don't have to think about tomorrow because today I'll walk with him. Today. Tomorrow 
will take care of its own. So there's the world system, there's Satan working through it. Tomorrow I have the victories I need to have tomorrow over that, over the kingdom of darkness. Tomorrow I tap again into his supernatural provision. Tomorrow again I say I'll not chase. I'll choose his ways. Glory to God. So that's a day. He says, sufficient for each day. Can you see how he's interested in our days? He says, and then I'm interested in a month, Sharon. I'm interested in your months. I'm interested in your days, and I'm interested in your months. How wonderful is he? Ezekiel 47 and verse 12. Amplified, please. He said, show them the days, the months, and the years. That I'm a God who cares for you in a day and in a month. And on the banks of the river on both its sides. They shall grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves shall not fade. Nor shall their fruit fail to meet the demand. It's talking about us. Psalm 1. Trees of righteousness. You meditate on his word. You meditate on his word. You don't sit in the seat of the mockers. You don't sit where scornful people gather. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his word he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted. He shall be like a tree planted. Glory. Each tree shall be called oaks of righteousness. A planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. This is Pastor John's message, so beautiful. Trees of light. Trees of light. And look at this. Each tree shall bring forth new fruit every month. Ha! Huh. It's available to me. It's supernatural. I bring forth fruit every month. I can, it's available to me, bring forth fruit in my life. Spiritual fruit every month. Why? Why can I do that? These supernatural qualities. Being because their waters come from out of the sanctuary. The washing of the water of the word coming from out within his sanctuary into my heart. I'm swimming. I'm swimming in his word. I'm drowning in his word. I'm not putting my toe in waters and then it comes up to my knees and then my loins. I want to drown in his word where he's taking me and his word is taking me. Not I'm taking myself. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, Jesus. Because their waters came from out of the sanctuary and their fruit shall be for food. <coughs> your food, your provision, and their leaves of the trees for healing. Provision and health. Beloved, I wish above all else 
that you prosper and be in health. That you prosper, you have provision, and you be in health. There it is. Everything that I grow, that the word grows, that the word produces from my life. Because the word is supernatural. The word has got superhuman properties in it. For me, who believes, it exercises its supernatural power for my whole life. You can, you must, you will. In a year, I've just read you that scripture in Deuteronomy 10. In a year. Let's go to Psalm 1. Verse 1 to 3 from the Amplified Bible. Verse 1 to 3. Blessed. 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 Blessed are you. It was the first words God spoke when he created man. I bless you. I bless you. You are blessed, Adam and Eve. I bless you. Blessed are my people, he said to me. Empowered to prosper. Blessed is empowered to increase. Empowered to multiply and excel. To rise above what holds everybody else back. The blessing of the Lord is supernatural. It comes from heaven. Blessed is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly. Blessed is the man that does not walk and think and talk like the mental institutions. Who walks not and lives not. The man who walks not and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice and their plans and their purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. <coughs> but his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord and on his law, the precepts, the instructions, the teachings of God. He habitually meditates, ponders and studies by day and by night, and he shall be like a tree, firmly planted, and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper and come to maturity. Let's say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your beautiful word. Hallelujah. Glory. I want to read to you from Jeremiah 17, verses 5 to 8. Jeremiah 17, 
from verse 5, also Amplified Bible. Thus says the Lord. So he hasn't changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament. God did not become a new God. God did not change his ways of thinking and being because he's the same. Yes, today, that's why these things were written to us to comfort us and we could draw our nourishment and we could have great hope. Thus is the Lord, cursed with great evil is the strong man who trusts in and relies on frail man, making weak human flesh his arm, and whose mind and heart turn aside from the Lord. Can you see? Can you see what you do when you make weak flesh, the weak world system, the weak ways that they think, and they put it across to you as if they're so strong, and they know, and this is how everybody does it. This is how we do it. Right? And it's whose mind and heart then turn aside from the Lord. For he shall become like a shrub, like a shrub. Or a person naked and destitute in the desert. And he shall not see any good come, but shall dwell in the parched places in the wilderness, in an uninhabited salt land. I remember when I was at my church and this scripture first got read to me. It shocked me. I appreciate the shock tactics that Jesus brought when he said to his disciples, does this shock you? This that I'm speaking? It, it, so it should. You should be having shocks of realization like Jacob. Does this offend you? Fall on the rock of offense. So he says here, most blessed, verse 7, is the man who believes and trusts and relies on the Lord and whose hope and confidence the Lord is. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters. This is the waters of the word, people. This is how it works in our life. It's, 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 it's that scripture in Ephesians where Paul, Apostle Paul talks about the washing of the water of the word. Water of the word. Yes, the word of God is multifaceted and it's multi, it multitasks because it's also fire. It's not my word like fire that burns up everything in you that cannot stand the test. You know, burns up everything in you. Hallelujah. It's not my word like a hammer that breaks in pieces in your heart, the rocks of my stubborn resistance. And you resist me and you're resisting me in your heart. And I'm going to bring you my word. And I'm going to shock you and shock you. And I'm going to shock you until you come to life. Until you come into my life. And I'm going to shock you. And I'm going to shock you. And I'm going to shock you. And I'm not going to stop. Because you must come to life. You must come alive. Because you're dead in the world system. You're dead. You're like that corpse on that theater thing. When the world's got your ways of thinking and your ways of living, you're dead. Because Satan's the god of this world, institutions. He's the god of it. So he's got you dead. And so God comes with a shock, shocks to those whose hearts are crying out to come into maturity and to come up into him. Those who's desperate, who are pressing and saying, oh, I must, I must conform to his image. I must 
I must share inwardly his likeness. I must be like Jesus. It's my destiny, Romans chapter 8. It's your destiny to have Christ formed in you so that you think like him. You talk like him. You live like him. The Holy Spirit who lives in you is the one who will cause you to be like Jesus. He's in you. And you'll say, this is the word. I'm speaking this to you. I'm speaking this to you. The words that I speak to, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are like, come alive, come alive. You said the same thing to us last year. You're still dead. You're still flatlining. Every now and again, there's a little... I want your heart beating with my heart. Every day, every month, of every year, I want your heart beating with mine. Right? For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, the waters that spreads out its root. It's all the word, it's all the word that you receive into your heart that you believe, that you conceive, that you allow that to impact you and influence you and impregnate you and impact you. You allow that to grow. And the tears, the weeds that the world has had grow in your heart, he'll just burn, bundle it up and burn it with the fire of his word. Just like that. You'll be thinking like this one day and the next day, it's just gone and now you're thinking like this. And nothing can swerve you off your course. Nothing can change your mind and your ways of thinking because he spoke those words to me and they were spirit and they were life to me and I take them. And I will let their superhuman power exercise them itself in me. I will come up to the level and the standard of the word. I will come up because his word is supernatural. It's supernatural seed. It's incorruptible seed, his word. It was your heart was created to receive it. And its leaf. It shall not fear. Shall not see in fear when heat comes. But its leaf shall be green. It shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of famine. In the year of drought. In the year of famine. It shall not cease yielding fruit. In 1981, Brother Jerry had a supernatural visitation from the Lord Jesus. And the Lord Jesus said this to him, my people are in a financial famine and I will reveal to you the keys that will bring them out. And the primary key, this is what Brother Jerry said, the primary key was teach them to sow in famine. Genesis 26 verses 1 to 6. So we've just got through reading Jeremiah 17. Shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of famine. The year of famine. Jeremiah 17, we just read that. Nor shall it cease yielding fruit. These supernatural qualities being because the waters come from out of the sanctuary. The waters come through the way of Ephesians. He has given apostles and prophets and pastors, teachers and evangelists 
to bring you to maturity, to bring messages to you. That's the way the water comes out of the sanctuary. Like I've always said before, you don't have a different way to me. We all have the same way. It's the washing of the water of the word. It's the fire. It's the fire of his word. It's, it's thinking, saying only what you hear him saying, speaking what you, only what you, what you hear him speaking to you, right? So, and there was a famine in the land. Other than the former famine, famine that was in the days of Abraham. So his father was also in a famine, Abraham, and he went down to Egypt. And Isaac went to Gerar, to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, and the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I will tell you. Dwell temporarily in this land, and I will be with you. I will favor you with blessings. That's the word that came from Brother Jerry. I will favor you with blessings. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands, and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. And I will make your descendants to multiply as the stars of the heavens, will give to your posterity these lands, and by your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, or by him bless themselves. For Abraham listened to and obeyed my voice, and kept my charge and my commands and my statutes and my laws. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. The word Gerar means a very narrow, small, straightened, constricted place. Very small. The word Gerar, you can go and study it for yourself. The Hebrew words mean a very small place. A small place like Whitbank. On the globe, on the face of the earth. What is Whitbank? It's a Gerar. Small, it's insignificant. Actually, that's also what it means, Gerard. Insignificant and very constricted. You feel like, what can I ever get out of this town, this out of this city? What can ever come out of here for me? So Isaac stayed in Gerard. And then verse 12. Verse 12, please. Then Isaac sowed seed in that land. Then Isaac sowed seed in that land. What is my seed? The word of God, Mark 4. It's my seed. I speak it. That's how I plant it in my house. I speak it. I feed it into my inner man. I speak it. I feed it. I meditate on it. I speak it. I feed it. That's the only way I know how to spiritually mature and how to come into the things of God. There is no other way for you either. It's seed. So yes, my financial seed, my honoring God with the first fruits of my substance and with all, and my tithes and my offerings, yes, that is, an, an, that is a seed. But that seed goes right along with my word seed. Once I've sown my financial seed, as it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and now, and he who sows sparingly reaps sparingly, but he who sows generously, that blessings may come, will reap generously and with blessings. So there is definitely the word of God does refer to our financial sowing, compares it to sowing seed. But my word seed, what I speak then, once I've sown my seeds and what I praise, 
I praise you, Lord. I thank you for a supernatural harvest, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you that your glory is on my house. Thank you you showing me your glory. My harvest that comes from my sowing is supernatural, Lord. I'm patient. I'm steadfast. I'm unwavering. I know, I know, Father, that when I've sowed seed, that my harvests are there. And that's the way God has created me to live all the days of my life and the rest of my life to keep sowing seed. I'm a seed-sowing, powerful spirits, life-speaking being to live all of my days speaking his word, watering my seed, being patient. Not patient that, you know, it's, it doesn't tell the time. Real faith doesn't tell the time and says, the end of the month now. No, no, you've moved into a place of trust with God and believing that his word is working in your heart. His word is working in your life. His supernatural provision is what he's made available to me all the days of my life. Right? And Isaac sowed seed in that land and received in the same year, the same year. See, God's interested in our days, our months, and our years. He cares for you. He cares for me every day, every month, every year. Glory to God. He sowed seed in that land and received in the same year a hundred times as much as he had planted. And the Lord favored him with blessings. There's the blessing again. Empowered to prosper. Empowered to prosper. Empowered to increase. Empowered to multiply, to excel. To rise above what holds everybody else back. Supernatural. Blessed are my people and empowered to prosper. I'm wrapping it up now. The Lord favored him with blessings. And the man became great and gained more and more. You see, month by month, year by year, he became wealthy and distinguished. He owned flocks and herds. And the Philistines envied him. Egypt. When God told Isaac, do not go to Egypt. Egypt represents this. Looking for another source. That's what Egypt represents. I'm looking for another source. Other than God. I'm looking for another source. Other than God. I'm looking to my own skill. I'm looking to my own intelligence. I'm looking to my own capabilities, to my own education. I'm looking to another source. I'm looking to see how the people around me are doing it. Egypt represents looking for another source. And God was saying to Isaac, I want to be your only source. That's why Jesus said, you can't serve the God of mammon of the financial institutions and me. It's not possible. The two are incompatible. You're either, you're either growing up in the financial provision things of the kingdom of God, or you're growing up in the world to see how everybody else prospers. 
You straddle it like this, and you want a bit of this and a bit of both. God, God says, it's not going to work for you. It can't. It's dark. How can two walk together? How can you walk together in the world system and, and, and walk with God? How can you walk with the God of this world, Satan, and with God? You can't. That's why Elijah had to say to the people of God that, that day, you choose whom you will serve this day. You choose. Only one source, Isaac. Egypt represents looking for another source. Abraham even would have none of that. Abraham would have none of that. I didn't put the scripture reference in there, but it says Abraham lifted his hand to the God and said there will be no man no institution in this earth that will be able to say they made me rich. God made me rich. I've lifted up my hand and I've sworn to God. When the worldly king was coming to him and offering him, he said, I don't want, I don't want it this way. You see, there's bonds. Pastor John started moving into the financial thing, not this last Sunday, but the Sunday before. There's bonds. He wants your bonds. Bring to the Lord. That's God's worldview, and he will, so will your bonds be full. <laughs> but then there's another barn filler that Jesus speaks about and says, you, you, you say that, what, what shall I do? I'm going to build a bigger barns. I'm going to build bigger barns, and I'll say to my soul, you've got enough now to retire on. Your long-term plan is working. Your long-term plan is working. So I'll build bigger. What am I going to do with my more? I'll build bigger. I'll get more. I'll get more so I've got enough for my retirement in my old age. You can't read anything like that in the Bible. God doesn't even think like that. That's why God says, don't think like that. You think you have your own thoughts. You don't. You either have the thoughts of the world or the thoughts of God. You have no, you have no unique thought for yourself. Everything that you get that's Precious and unique in revelation comes from the Lord. And it's available for everybody. You're either thinking like God or you're thinking like the institutions. There's nothing in between. You can't straddle it. You can't straddle them both. You may spend your entire life doing that. But you've spent your life doing what you can't do. Because Jesus says you can't serve the world and me. Jesus says you can't. So you lived your whole life in I, I can't. All the while thinking you did and you could. So he would have no other source, Abraham. And um, that is good for tonight. I'm closing right here. I bless the Lord for what he has shared with us tonight. I bless the Lord. I bless the Lord that he has spoken to us tonight without question about supernatural increase. He's on his mind. For all of his children, all of their days, all of their years, all of their days, all of their months, all of their years.
supernatural increase. The land which you go in to possess, he's speaking now to his people, he's speaking to us, he's bringing us out of Egypt. Our exodus began in 2011, if you didn't know about it. You've only recently joined us. You're part of this journey that this tribe is on. You're part of this journey. We've been journeying with God in the most beautiful way through revelation. Where was I? With this, where was I going? Yes. All right. So we're journeying with God. Supernatural. Supernatural. Yeah. So, yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for speaking us to us tonight. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. Lord, 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 Lord. We continue to believe and we continue to receive. We continue to experience you like this every day. We will not worry about tomorrow. For all the heathen and all the Gentiles are chasing after these things. We thank you for supernatural provision, Father, that you have promised us. Thank you, Father, that the people tonight, as they go home, these scriptures will just keep speaking to them. Keep speaking to them. Keep speaking. In your great love, Lord, you will be upon them. They will sleep. Sweet will be their sleep tonight, Lord. Sweet sleep. Going to bed, pulling your cover over you, like you would just, the, the Lord will just cover you with his love, cover you with his tenderness. Because he's made provision for supernatural increase for you and I all the days of our lives. So I bless your people tonight, Father. I bless them in the name of Jesus. You are a rewarder, Father of those who diligently seek you. You love them. You love them. You love them. You love them. Hallelujah. You love each one. You love each one. Glory. And Holy Spirit, you're helping every one of our hearts just to go boing, doing. I'm coming right over to you now, Lord. I'm shifting from the way I used to. I'm thinking like this now. Because you live inside of each one of us, Holy Spirit, and you're doing the work. Uh, you're doing the work. You're doing the work. You're doing the work. You're bringing the peace. You're bringing the peace and the rest in their hearts, Father, so that they can truly be free and not have another day of worry about anything ever again. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, God bless you all. God bless you all, Lord. He loves you. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye, everybody. Mm -hmm.